Heart and Mind Premarital desires to help couples prepare and navigate their engagement and marriage through encouraging loving actions, providing perspective, and hope through others' true love stories and experiences. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome back, listeners. This is uh, Heart and Mind Premarital. Of course, I'm with my beautiful wife, Lisa. What's up, everyone? And today we have an interesting concept I've been kind of like mulling over in uh, our heads for a while. And it's it's based on uh, watching people getting married, obviously. Well, duh, I guess. <laughs> but it's it's watching how other people react to the announcement of your marriage and the announcement of your wedding. And it really kind of got me thinking on a concept of are people celebrating or tolerating your marriage, your wedding? And see, that that is something that I has been really kind of chewing over in my mind because as I watched and had to deal with family drama, both in my family as well as in other people's family, right. uh, I started ki- kind of realizing that a lot of families and friends are falling into two categories. They're either celebrating your your marriage or they're tolerating it. And, you know, you even see this in movies today. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You even that's see true. it in movies today. You'll That's actually kind of what makes for good, you know, writing and plot when you have this tension between uh, someone celebrating a marriage or tolerating it. I mean, I think you know, of the movie, the classic movie, Father of the Bride. You know, on some level, the father was kind of tolerating this marriage. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it's also because his little girl was growing up, and I think he was having a hard time with that. And see, and I think that brings up a good point, is that I think toleration is not necessarily, it can be a very bad thing. But it's also a very understandable thing, right? Depending on the context. Yes, you know. Now, celebration is easy. You know, everyone you know that's celebrating you, they're easily to identify. You know, you know, someone who's celebrating your marriage is someone who is really excited. They acknowledge that this is a good and happy thing that is happening in your life. They are. You know, celebrating it by getting excited visibly. Mm -hmm. They might even be almost even a little bit controlling because they want to jump in and, you know, help with everything. Want to help. Yep. Want to help with the wedding. Want to help with all the details. You know, this can even include acquaintances who who, you know, might be a little hurt that they might not get invited to the wedding because they're really, truly happy for you. Mm-hmm. And they're excited for you. And even if it's not fully about you, you know, they love the aspect of people finding love and marriages. So those are people who are celebrating and, you know, they're, they're willing to jump in, pitch in because of who you are. And those people should be cherished and, uh, um, you know, thanked. You definitely can recognize those people in your life because they want to make sure you have a good day. But then there's this other group. They're people who tolerate what is what is happening. This is uh, the toleration people are people who honestly they acknowledge the existence or the occurrence of this event, but they don't necessarily agree with it. But they're willing to not be an interference. They're polite 
about it. Yeah. Now, you can recognize these people. These are people who, you know, they say words like, well, if you're happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem not to really be helpful in planning. It's like you're all excited. You're pulling out the big old wedding book. You're, you know, you're trying to make the scheduling. And this person goes, oh, well, that's great. Well, I'll leave you to it. And, uh, um, you know, just let me know when the date is. Mm-hmm. They're not, or I'm I'm sorry, but I'm too busy right now to do that to well, help you. Or they find every reason not to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is uh, they're not really fighting to be invited. They're actually okay if they're not invited or not. These are these are kind of the people who are tolerating it. Now, for some of you, you might start thinking of like, oh crap, you know, <laughs> um, you're starting to think of certain people in mind, right? And, uh, you know, some of these people are, you know, sometimes they can be quiet and withdrawn. They're not giving their two cents. I mean, if you think about it, as annoying as these people are, people who are excited about their wedding are trying to, you know, suggest colors and flowers. Or, you know, if you're a dude, you know, uh, you know, where to go for the bachelor party or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what, what, what fun events can, you know, the guys get together and do that, you know, you know, the day before. You know, you, you get those people who want to celebrate as annoying as they could be are usually also the ones who are trying to control everything. Right. Yes. You know, That's true. Uh, you know, so that, you know, so, you know, so if you got that person in your life as you're listening to this podcast, as you're planning your wedding, uh, you know, at least they're happy that you're getting married, you know. You know, some of some of these people that, uh, you know, who are tolerating it they almost kind of question very subtly. You know, you tell them that you're getting married to so-and-so, and and they're like, oh, that's cool. Have you uh, talked to your parents about that? Mm -hmm. Have you talked to others about that? And it's kind of a leading question, but they're not really coming out and saying it. You could, the people... Or even asking, have you thought about going to premarital? Yeah. You know, premarital... Coaching, counseling. Now, of course, when we ask that, we're we're we think everyone needs it, even if we are celebrating right. with you. But <laughs> they're saying it in a way of like, well, maybe premarital will put a stop to this, you know? Yeah. Which, trust me, we've gotten those before. But yeah, and here's the hard part about the people who I'm talking about: they're not some random dude on the street. Because who cares if the you know the barista at Starbucks cares or is not really happy about your wedding? No, no. This person could be a parent, mm-hmm. a sibling, a best friend, someone significant in your life. And this is, I think, a moment where people need to step back and kind of consider, you know, are people celebrating my marriage or are they tolerating it? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the spectrum of why that can be is huge. And we're going to highlight a few here. But this is going to be a little bit of a two-parter podcast because I'm going to kind of get the elephant out of the room right away. All right. Um, We're going to talk about today about people who are tolerating your marriage, but tolerating it for all the wrong reasons. Next podcast is going to be about people who are tolerating your marriage, but they might have some legitimate reasons why they had some misgivings about you marrying a certain person. Right. 
So this one's going to be kind of a big one and kind of almost a duh, but I think it's worth mentioning because one of the things I've noticed is that we, uh, our podcast is hitting all six continents now. Oh, okay. And, uh, That's good it's, to know. It's exciting now. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to make something that it's not. You know, it's it's gaining numbers, but, you know, I'm not saying we're uh, a Joe Rogan or anything like that. Um, I don't know if anyone's a Joe Rogan oh, at yeah, this point. Oh, yeah. He's top dog in, <laughs> in this field. But. Some of some of you will be listening today and saying, well, that's not really what I'm dealing with. Some of you are going to be listening and saying, yeah, that's right down what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. So let's talk today about people who are tolerating your marriage that you don't need to concern yourself with. You don't need to really concern about their feelings. You don't really need to concern about their perspective because it's either rooted in how they were raised Mm-hmm. what they personally believe. Or what they've experienced growing up and seeing marriage yeah. for themselves. And it's really their own, on some level, narcissism mm-hmm. coming out and their own uh, um, prejudice and pride. So let's talk about the big one right here. Here are three things that uh, people might be tolerating your marriage, but honestly, you don't need to pay attention to them about First big one is racism. Let's face yes. it, you know, we're we're if you're in America, you know, yes, there is a lot of work to be done. But for the most part, you know, there are grounds that are being made. And so the generations who looked at uh interracial marriages as a really bad thing are becoming less and less. Yes, I would agree with that. However, they're still out there. Mm-hmm. And it's still amongst even some of the current generations in other subtle ways. So if you have a family member who is tolerating your marriage because you are marrying someone who is the opposite race than you, and what I mean by that, I'm talking skin color and genetics, all right? Because there is a difference between uh, the uh, race and ethnicity. Ethnicity can fall within a race, you know? Uh, You could have uh, a predominantly racial group, but their ethnicity could be very different depending on the tribe that you might come from, regardless if it's in Africa, in South America, in Europe. I mean, in Europe, you'll say, hey, everyone's, you know, obviously Anglo, white. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but the ethnicity of French is very different from Mm -hmm. Polish. Right. And Romans are very different from Britons, you know. So you get that, you know, there is the ethnicity there. So if you, it is very possible that if you found someone and they are awesome to you. You've done the premarital counseling. You, they, they fulfill every need in your, in your life. And you have a family member or a friend who goes, well, are you sure you want to get into an interracial marriage? That friend might still celebrate a little bit, but for the most part, they're, or family, they're tolerating it because why they grew up in a world where that just wasn't done. Right. Or worse yet, they grew up in a world where when that was attempted, it really was a strain on a person's marriage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in today's day and age, you know, if you get an interracial marriage, there's a high chance that it can be successful. But take but if that if those two people got married back in the say what, fifties, sixties, maybe? Fifties or sixties, possibly? Yeah, they. it would have been an uphill battle. Yeah, for sure. From both sides. I mean, there's been movies made about it, so <laughs> it makes sense that that, could be, that would be a, a struggle for a couple back then. 
And, you know, and sometimes you got those family members who are just, they think they're funny, but they're not. And they say some of the most racist things, but they're, for the most part, they're actually, they're tolerating it. They're like, well, I'll give it a chance, you know, you know, maybe, you know, we'll see what happens. And they might even kind of, you know, their personality is, well, I'm not going to make waves, but I'm not necessarily for this interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. That, that can, that, those types of friends and family members, when they make their comments, by all means, put up some boundaries. Yes. Tell them to, tell them to be quiet. But tell don't, them you don't appreciate what they're saying but about don't, your yeah, significant other. Absolutely. But don't take it to heart. Because they don't know any better. Let it go. Now, if they're getting loud and obnoxious about it, by all means, don't even have them at the wedding. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have someone there who is not tolerating your marriage. Who, who is tolerating oh, your marriage? Thank you, babe. Who is tolerating your marriage and is being vocal about it. So, Racism. Don't tolerate family members who are racist. Don't let that affect you. Don't let that ruin your day. And to be perfectly honest, statistically, you probably have, a, everyone probably has a few of them out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, be careful on that. The other one is culturally. Sometimes people are tolerating a marriage because they don't agree with the cultural aspect of it. Both me and Lisa are definitely American. And even as a Latino, I am very Americanized. I even get made fun of it. Yes. Coconut, as they like to yeah. call you. <laughs> but the reality is, is we also come from very different cultures. Very much so. You know, I didn't know you people didn't have tamales at Thanksgiving until I came up to Phoenix for college. I thought that's something everyone ate. You know, cultural, cultural... You know, a good way to define cultural is how a people group solves a problem. Okay. Regardless of what that problem may be, whether it's celebrating a birth, celebrating a uh, a wedding, whether it's how they approach uh, religion, even if it's under the same umbrella of, you know, Christianity, Islam, you know, Buddhism, you know, it doesn't really matter. Culture really is how a people group generally approaches a problem. I even had a cultural, I guess, shock when I went to a baby shower. And usually when I go to baby showers and the baby showers I've been to, you know, we open the gifts in front of everyone and, you know, everyone's excited and everything else. Well, at the baby shower I went to for a a sister-in-law of mine, um, she didn't open the gifts until after everyone was gone, which was just like blew my mind. (laughs) It's like, wait, what? I've never seen that before. So definitely, you know, you have that culture differences. You have those culture differences a lot when um, talking about marriage and even babies. For some friends and family members, they may not like how culture is changing. And so the thought of their son or daughter, niece and nephew, cousin, best friend, Marrying someone outside of their culture is kind of hard for them. It's almost like the feather that breaks the camel's back. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take someone who is, you know, upset that the fact that the city that they came in is changing demographics, Mm -hmm. you know, what they used to, you know, I'll just make it, let's say it's country music. There was country music everywhere. It had a country feel. It had a country this. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, a Starbucks gets put into town. Right. All of a sudden they're hearing rock music or rap music or whatever. And then, you know, they're looking around and people are no longer wearing cowboy hats or boots. You know, they're kind of wearing the style of the day. You know, people are resistant to change. And then in their minds, they're saying, okay, well, that might be my city, but at least my home is still the culture I'm comfortable with. And then they find out that their son or daughter is marrying someone of that culture that they feel is invading their culture. Mm. that can cause some issues for them, even when they recognize I shouldn't feel this way. And so it could cause them to feel that, okay, you look, I'm not going to make a big deal about this, but fine. If you want to marry that type of person from that culture, I guess it's on you, but truth be told, I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Again, that person, that's their own issue. That's their own business. This could be an uncle. This could be a father. This could be a mother. This could be a sibling. You know, you're not going to change their mind. You just got to move forward. If it, And so the group of people that, another group of people that might be tolerating your marriage is those who don't like the fact that what you're bringing into the marriage is changing the culture of the family. Of the family, yeah. Now, that can even happen even in subtle ways, too. I know that uh, even in our family here, you know, even with you, a lot of the way that my family approaches things was very different from your culture. Mm -hmm. And even uh, when Lisa would start showing certain things that she learned from me, good or bad, (laughs) you know, I know you kind of got a little bit of criticism for that. Yes. You know, it didn't matter what it was on religion or politics or... Even how to approach a situation. It's that's I mean, that's very true. And it's one of those things where when you get married, you just you tend to change because you're around each other all the time and usually for good, you know, helping each other grow and um, maybe helping each other kind of think on things that maybe you thought about that you were very strong about and then you kind of challenge each other on it. And so I think that that's very possible that the culture can change as you are involved with someone in a romantic way. And I know some of the cases was the same thing for us. And even with, uh, you know, on my side of the family, you know, I guess me and my brothers, we married some very significantly different women. Mm -hmm. Uh, My brother, uh, you know, who lives in California, married someone from Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that brought a whole different culture in, you know, some things that we had to kind of get get used to. And vice versa. They had to get used to some of the culture stuff that we did as well, um, like in holidays and things along those lines. So, you know, first you got those who are kind of just blatantly racist, whether they're quiet or loud about it, and they're tolerating the marriage because that's the way the world is. But deep down... They're not happy that you're marrying someone of an opposite skin color or genetics. And then you got those who are tolerating your marriage because um, they're not really happy with the culture that's coming in. And again, they're not necessarily fighting against it, but they're not necessarily happy with it. Or they don't agree with the mix, but they're going to keep quiet about it. Mm -hmm. But the third group is probably one that is probably most prevalent, that even as... Much as we're gaining ground 
you know, with race relations and cultural diversity, there's one that I think has really has not really been addressed as much, and that is social class. Hmm. Now, for those of you guys who are listening in other countries, I think you probably can really identify relate. with this yeah, and really this. relate with this. But you have a group of people who also are tolerating your marriage because they disagree with the social class you're marrying into. Mm-hmm. You see that a lot in TVs and movies. And let's face it, it makes great. It makes for great TV. And right? like you said, great movies. Uh, I think some of the best storylines in romantic comedies have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're marrying the maid, you know. Right. Um, and... You know, oh, you know, wait, she or he is beneath your class or you get the opposite. You get the push. Yeah. You know, you get a you get you get a family member, a parent or a grandparent who is like, why are you marrying the teacher? Mm -hmm. Why don't you go make things right with the doctor or the lawyer? Yeah. And you're sitting there going, "I, I don't love this person. We don't get along. They don't treat me right. And it's interesting because sometimes family members are like. They're more concerned about your security mm-hmm. than they are concerned about your happiness. And this can come into play. So in, even in-laws kind of feel that tension. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you're just, you know, you're just a teacher. You don't know how to take care of my daughter. Or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you're just a, uh, you know, you're, you're just a musician. How are you going to ever have time to raise a family? Or provide for my daughter. Or son. Or both ways, even with women. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, oh, you want to be a career woman? You should be a a stay-at-home mom. mom." You know, it's social class. A lot of people are tolerating marriages, and they are not happy with the social class that you're marrying into. Mm -hmm. And the spectrum is wide. I've watched upper middle class where people are bringing in six figures feel the shame because the spouse that they're marrying is like in the millions and billions. Right. And so even though that they, they, they're pretty well off themselves, mm-hmm. they feel like the poor person marrying into a rich family. Right. So it doesn't really matter the genre, the, the, the spectrum. Social classes, um, you know, people do disagree if you marry outside your social class. Mm-hmm. Even if it's subtle. What do you mean by subtle? Well, what I mean by that is I think in some ways you even get that little jealousy. So if you – and I'll use an easy one and maybe, you know, something that I can relate to. You know, I lived – I grew up kind of more in like lower middle class to poor depending on what data you want to use. <laughs> and so there was always this twinge when you saw someone marry up. Hmm. You kind of had this like, well, I guess they're abandoning us. I guess they're going to go live a better life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of the Cinderella story type thing. Gotcha. But from the perspective of the evil stepsisters, I mean, if you look <laughs> at that, if you look at that story, that's almost really why they hated Cinderella. She got to be the princess. She got to move up and they're still stuck. Right. Being poor. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, they were considered the rich people and they treated Cinderella as poor. Exactly. And then she, with a chance happening of meeting the prince, got to go even higher than them, and that upset them even more. So you got, yeah, absolutely. And so social class is a big 
problem. And what's funny is, is that everyone can be susceptible to this. Mm-hmm. You, you really can. And you got to check yourself. But we're talking today to those who are getting married and who are feeling this from others. Mm-hmm. You are getting ready. You are excited about your big day, but you sent subtle comments from a family member or friends. Well, it's very possible that they are tolerating your marriage. The question you got to ask yourself is, is, are they displaying this attitude because of crappy reasons or are they might be legitimate? Now, we'll talk about the legitimate in the next podcast. I'm going to be honest. These are crappy reasons to, you you know, if you have a family member and they just don't like your spouse because of their skin color or, and they have these preconceived notions, you ain't going to change that. Right. There's nothing you can do to change that. You know? So what do you do when you deal with these people? So here, let me, I'm going to give you some loving ways to approach it because again, you could still put up boundaries, but how you do it can still be loving. So let me just kind of bring out a few ways that you could agree or disagree with. Uh, take this, think about it on your on yourself on how to tolerate uh, these uh, these particular types of people. The first thing is is that you want to you know I think I want you to re- remember this: recognize the past, live in the present, hope for the future. Let me say that again: recognize the past, live in the present, hope for the pu- hope for the future. So when you're dealing with someone who's tolerating your marriage because of racist racist reasons. Uh, um, cultural reasons or uh, social economic reasons, you need to take a step back and recognize it. Now, recognizing it does not excuse them of their behavior. Right. But it helps you to explain it. I knew a guy once who worked in the uh, Department of Corrections for like something like 30 years. Because of where he lived, he lived in an area where it didn't really have any African-Americans in it. Mm-hmm. Which meant his only introduction to African Americans was in the in the um, prison system, system. Mm-hmm. and some of his his perspectives was some of the most racist things that even surprised me. You know mm-hmm. uh, about how they viewed black people. Now I have to recognize a few things. A that was his experience, and here's the thing that you you must realize. When you are confronting this, you you got to show people perspective without tearing apart their reality. Because the reality is, his only introduction, his only interaction with African Americans was in the prison system. Mm-hmm. So trying to tell him, you know, black people aren't that way, he's like, I'm seeing it. I'm hearing it. I'm experiencing it. Right. It's telling someone that they didn't see what they know that they saw. I had to give him a different perspective. I'm like, have you been around other people <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that are black? Have you, have you been around other African-Americans? Well, no. Then how do you know that that's all of them? Right. You know, so I have to recognize that this is where they came from. Now, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to like it, but I at least need to recognize it, you know, Um this could be no different than being from a country where grandma and grandpa lived through a war. I mean, I, I can't imagine what's going to happen 20 years from now if you have a Ukrainian uh, daughter wanting to marry a Russian husband. 
You know, the parents today are like, I was a part of that war. I saw the atrocities. I was all, I was into that. And you now want to go marry someone who used to be my enemy? These are things that when we're getting married, we must recognize that certain people had certain experiences that clouded the, the perspective of other people. You know, this person who worked at the system, that was his reality. So I have to recognize that that's where they came from. Yes. However, I can't live in the past with them. Mm-hmm. I can't change their mind. I'm going to live in the present. So if I was marrying an African-American and this is their perspective and they might be being quiet about it. Yeah, I'm going to understand that that's who they are. But as long as they're quiet (laughs) and off in the corner and at least going to give it a chance, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Because right now that's not who my spouse is. My spouse is not this person you think they are. And... I will challenge you. I'm saying everything you think about race, does that apply to my spouse? Mm -hmm. If they bring it up. If they bring it up. Mm -hmm. Now, if they're so arrogant to try to manipulate numbers, then you know what? You're not invited to my wedding. And I don't really need to take seriously what you have to say. And neither should you, those who are listening. You don't need to take seriously what someone has to say if it's a racist thought or action. Even if it's from someone you love and who loves you. So you're going to recognize the past and recognize where they're at and why they are the way that they are. Good or bad. You're going to live in the present, but hope for the future. Now, I'm not going to put my spouse in a situation where they're going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Let's hope not. Yeah. (laughs) But allow the awesomeness of my spouse to maybe change the mind. And I hope that they see that and they change. Yes. This is the same thing within culture. Whether it's racism, it's culture, it's social economic. Recognize where they came from. With culture, as we said before, I mean, imagine a, you know, a Ukrainian and a Russian genetically are probably very similar. Culturally, they are not. Mm-hmm. 10 years from now, you got to recognize why your dad or your mom might be upset that you're going to marry a Russian, Russian man. Mm -hmm. Because what did they experience? You have to recognize that. But then the same rules apply. Live in the present. Is that my husband? Right. Yes or no. Or wife. Well, and I found that you know, even in our cultures, because we have different cultures, we've been able to almost kind of mesh our cultures together and make, I guess, a new culture in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, um, since we've been married. So, I, you know, we've taken some of the traditions that you've done, some traditions that I've done, and we've kind of meshed them together. And I think that that's even more beautiful. Absolutely. That's well said, babe. Because, I mean, we recognize the past that, hey, we came from two separate areas, even how to approach Christmas. Right. And then we com- we lived in the present by combined it, and we hoped that it became something new in the future. hmm And hopefully teaching our sons that they don't have to live that way. Right. Listeners, I hope as you're listening to this, hopefully it wasn't too much babble here. But I want to encourage you in a few things. 
there are going to be people in your family who are going to to- who are going to tolerate your marriage. And yes, that's good on some part because they're being quiet and they're not trying to actively stop a marriage. Right. They're being respectful. They're being respectful, but their core beliefs are rooted in racism, cultural identity, and social economics. Don't allow their hangups, their issues to ruin your day, to your, your special day, or cloud or influence how you see your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's okay to recognize where they came from. Definitely put up some some boundaries and some uh, uh, um, some no no line crossing with them if they are getting vocal. But it's not your job to make them celebrate your big day. Remember, you're the one that got to know the person and got to know who they were, and. It's And hopefully you know who they are well to where you don't let them influence how you see your significant other. If you're a person of faith, pray for them. Mm-hmm. If you're not a person of faith, do what you can to talk with them. But ultimately, you have to put them in a category of they're a non-influencer in your life. Of this marriage. Yep. Which is easier said than done when they are someone who you love and they love you and have been there for you. You know, it's easy to, you know, push someone off who you don't know or like. Yes. It's harder to deal with someone's racism, cultural identity, and social economic, you know, hangups when it's someone who is actually somewhat dear to you know and love and that respect don't try to change their mind but show them perspective and the best way you can do that is live in the present and live your life next podcast we're going to continue this are people celebrating your marriage or tolerating it and we're going to discuss things you need to ask yourself for the group of people who might be tolerating your marriage And you, as the person getting married, may need to honestly ask yourself why Mm -hmm. and truly consider if your marriage is even a good idea. This podcast, don't listen to these people. Don't let it affect you. Next podcast, you may want to uh, sit back and think a little bit if this applies to you. Well, thanks for listening. We hope that you have a Happy engagement and a happy marriage. Yep. Remember, love takes work. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting the show by clicking the donation link in the description. If you are considering making the next step in your relationship by committing yourself to marriage, we encourage you to seek out professional or religious premarital for guidance or check out hmpremarital.com for premarital coaching by yours truly. And always remember, love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind.